Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present, and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about pageantry and social media safety. These do kind of come hand in hand, and there's a lot of crossover here. This episode was inspired by one I recently watched on the pageant project, or say watched, um, listened to on the pageant project um, Facebook page where it just, it wasn't an episode specifically about this, but it did come up a lot. There have been a few instances recently um, with problems at, uh, well, there was one pageant in particular um, that was just not great. Um, And Adrian from the Pageant Project has been talking for a while about trying to set up some sort of pageant review website. Um, but it is quite a tricky thing to to come up with and how you're going to manage that and master that and things. So um, I'm really hoping that as an industry, we can get behind Adrian and, and, and get that off the ground. It would be amazing. But in the meantime, we really need to be protecting ourselves. Um, social media is like a love hate relationship. I predominantly love it but it is a tool and we do need to know how to use it properly. You wouldn't just pick up a chainsaw and go like wielding it around and expect to not get hurt. Um, And yes, I am comparing social media to a chainsaw, Uh, but you do need to know how to use it and how to protect yourself. Um, And then pageantry is, I, I love the pageant industry. It's beautiful and sparkly and it does amazing things in the world and the sisterhood and community and family within the pageantry industry is incredible and just obviously I run a podcast about pageantry I must love pageantry and I'm putting a lot of effort into competing so I must love it but again I think sometimes we can be dazzled by the beauty and wonder and goodness of it and forget that in every industry um quite often the nicer the industry the more likely there are going to be people to take advantage of it uh, particularly with um, an industry like pageantry where we've got a lot of youngsters in it um, and it's I don't I don't want to be old and jaded and things like that but maybe I've lived lived a maybe I've seen too much darkness in my life um, that I'm very aware of the things that can go wrong on and off social media and I wanted to share a bit of advice and guidance there. So uh, one of the things I really wanted to bring up, if things seem too good to be true, they usually are. Now this probably leans more towards things like people contacting you for photo shoots or uh, trying to take you straight to internationals. Uh, those kind of messages. This is what I'm talking about. Prize packages um, like, that they're going to pay everything. Oh, I saw your picture on Facebook and now I want to whisk you away to the other side of the world and pay your all your expenses and your travel expenses and give you this amazing prize bundle. 
they are very unlikely to be true. Now, everyone always knows a friend of a friend of a friend did that and it was fine. And I do have a friend that did that. Um, She went over, she got scouted and she is an incredibly beautiful and bubbly, wonderful person. Um, But she got scouted to represent, uh, I think it was England. I think she went straight as England representative to an international pageant. And I do know a couple of other girls that did then go to that pageant as well. Um, I don't know the name of the system, I'm afraid. Um, but she got scouted and got st- went straight to the national, uh, international finals in the Philippines. The Philippines are known for um, being very passionate about pageants. Um, and she had an amazing time. I believe she was at least top 10, if not top five, but she made some really good connections with the hotel out there that it was based at and with some of the sponsors and actually ended up staying out there for many, many years working with them. Um, But that is very unlikely to happen. I hate to say it. It's very unlikely to happen. Um, And she did take a massive risk with it. And I don't know how much research and things she did into it in advance. If people are coming to you with these, uh, maybe don't write them off completely, but you need to be researching them like your life depends on it. Because let's be honest, you're traveling to a foreign country on your own with a load of strangers, um, your life could depend on it. And I'm just being realistic here. Um, A lot of research, find people that have competed in the system before um, and apply all the other tips I'm going to give in this episode to that. But please be aware that the majority of things that seem too good to be true usually are. Um, I think, yeah, a big one there is watching out for people that contact you directly, particularly if it's not a system you've ever heard of before and there's no regional or national. Um, Being contacted directly for a regional competition means you'll be fairly close to home. It's much more likely to keep you safe. Um, A national competition, at least you're still going to be in your country. But going straight to internationals, going across foreign waters and onto foreign land, yeah, can be a little bit of a worry. Um, And I've had people, I get people messaging me all the time, oh, you'd be perfect for our system. It's in this country. It's all expenses paid. It's a chance of a lifetime. And again, I'm just constantly reminded that things that seem too good to be true usually are. And just all the red flags go up, all the red flags. So yeah, be very, very wary if they want to send you straight to internationals. Like I say, it does happen and it can turn out well, but it's less likely to. It's more likely to go wrong. You should always get everything in writing. And when I applied to Galaxy, you get your application forms, you've got that in writing and everything is on their website. And and once you've been Um, accepted as a regional title holder you get this massive amounts of lovely paperwork that explains everything for you so I've got it in writing and I know what's going on on the day of finals now this is what's happened previously I'm so I'm going to presume even though you should never presume going to presume it's the same but on the day of finals we were given a a contract to sign and that was just sort of us proving that we were eligible for our categories and what would be required of us should we win. Because if if you can't legally fulfill the requirements on the day of on your day of competing, then you shouldn't be competing. Obviously sometimes things happen post-competing and you have to speak to your director about it. But you need to make sure that when you're signing those documents that it is 
you are able to compete and it is legitimate and having everything in writing and knowing what's included. And that's the same before you get on a plane. You want to know what is expected of you at the other end. You don't want to rock up and suddenly find that you've got a £4,000 hotel bill you weren't expecting. Have everything in writing. And email's quite good for this because you've got it timed and date stamped and they can trace and track emails, although you can falsify times and date stamps on emails, it's it's easier for them to be able to trace and track some accounts. But depending on what level you're at and where you're going and what's expected of you and what the commitments that they're asking you to fulfill, having an actual signed written contract that you have looked at um, and that someone maybe with more of a law-based knowledge has looked at would be highly recommended. But this is much further along the journey. Going to a little regional um, going to a national, less of a worry. You are still in your own country. Um, you're still protected by your own country's laws. That's more so when you get to international, everything in writing. I would like to say you should be reading what you're signing. Now, I'm sure we've all fallen into this um, where there's like million and one pages of teeny tiny print but you should not be putting your signature to, particularly if it's a system you're new to, particularly if you've gone straight to internationals, you should not be putting your signature on anything that you have not read and that legal parent or guardian has not read if you are under the age of 18 or whatever age in that country is classifies you as a minor. Um, really try and get all the contracts further in advance if possible. So the Galaxy one, we get an orientation, but it's quite short. There isn't a huge amount to read. It is completely acceptable that you have to, there's a normally a good 45 minutes of, of everyone signing in and things like that and handing in appearance forms and you've got the time to read it. But I'd be very wary if someone is handing you a form and then time pressuring you, and I'm talking like three, four minutes to sign it, you need to be very wary of what is in that document. You should be allowed full time to take away and digest that document, particularly if it's complicated legal jargon, um, and never sign anything that's not in your native tongue, um, so in your own language. Uh, ask for a translated version and only sign the translated version. Uh, my next point is to seek reviews and advice um, from other contestants, not just the reigning queens. How a, I hate to work, use the word loser, um, but how a loser feels about the pageant system, for me, often says a lot more than how the winner feels about the pageant system. Obviously, in pageantry, as long as you have goals beyond just the crown, you will never be a loser. You just didn't place first. Um, and that's very important to remember. But... Go and, go and speak to other people that have competed that didn't win because the people that won are always going to be a little bit more jaded, uh, not jaded, uh, biased. Do speak to the winners as well because they will have experienced the time after taking the crown, what was expected of them, how were internationals or the next level and um, how was their time as a title holder, did they get all the prizes that were promised, etc., etc. But you also want to speak to those contestants that didn't win and how were they dealt with and um, did they find the system fair? Again, one of the reasons I love Galaxy is because I really trust in who they will pick. I really trust their, trust their judging system and their judge selection system. Um, and I know if I don't win that the right person has won uh, because I trust the system. You need to make sure that 
all the winners, the winners and the losers all trust the system that you are going to put your faith in um, if you're going to put effort into competing. So my next one is more leaning towards the social media side of things. And that is something that's become quite an issue or not an issue, but it's been brought to the forefront recently. And that is mutual friends on social media. Now, the different social media platforms, as I've talked about before, do different things. Uh, So for this one, it's pretty much Facebook. I find in pageantry, you get a lot of extra friend requests that you wouldn't normally get when you're not competing or not coming across as a pageant contestant, like openly as a pageant girl. And these range from counts that are clearly fake um, through to ones that seem a lot more genuine. And the ones that seem a lot more genuine and often because of the mutual friends. You will look, oh, I've got a friend request. Oh, we've got 172 mutual friends. They must be legit. No. Mutual friends do not make them legitimate at all. So I am pretty savvy with stuff like this. And so I usually look at what mutual friends they say we've got. And if I don't know, like face-to-face, really well know, would happily let them sleep in my house, know some, at least a couple of the mutual friends... I'm not going to be accepting them. But that's that's my usual protocol. And still, I recently did a cull of probably over 50% of my Facebook friends because I was like, I've never interacted with this person. I don't know this person. Um, And look at all the mutual friends we've got um, in common. And yes, there are some other people in there that I really know. Don't forget, a lot of your Facebook friends might be adding and accepting everyone. If someone wants to get to you, all they have to do is go and like blocks of your friends and eventually a few of those will accept them and then a few more and then a few more and you will end up with loads of mutual friends and then you're going to be willing to accept them. No, 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 no. Have a look at their profile. Does the name even look like a real name? Uh, Google, Google the name of the actual person. Have a look through their pictures if they've all they've got is like four or five pictures and they're pretty much exactly the same, look at the articles they're sharing. Try and see if there's an actual connection. Um, but I was pretty brutal and will continue now to be pretty brutal with those that I accept. I've removed even a lot of work people that I do like. Um, I'm removing from there because my Facebook personal profile is that. It's my personal profile. I will... I did for a long time accept everyone, then invite them to like my page and then remove them from my friend list if they weren't someone I actually knew. But a lot of people were slipping through the net, which goes to show because I had a few hundred people on my Facebook friends list that I did not want there. So please, please, please stop just accepting. It also, if you're a more well-known figure in in the pageantry industry, the youngsters are going to look at your friends list and think it's okay to accept these people. So I think we also have a responsibility if you are more well-known in the pageant industry, be it that you're a national, international title holder or that you've just been around the block a long time like me. Um, you have a responsibility to be careful with who you're accepting on Facebook at the moment because the younger generations are going to be looking up at you and seeing what you're doing on social media and thinking it's okay to copy. So you have been warned. I would highly recommend you go and do your own Facebook calls as well um, to have that sort of clear out because what's been really nice since I did that call is how awesome my Facebook feed looks. It's just all good stuff. 
it's all the people I love and care about and I'm not missing as much of the the important messages and I'm I've been missing birth announcements and everything um and now I'm not because my Facebook wall is just those that I want to be connected with and and same with the pages I like I'm, I'm unliking a lot of pages because otherwise Facebook will use that information to throw a load of adverts that I don't give two hoots about um and so hiding adverts and reporting them as irrelevant um, has really making a difference to my Facebook feed. I'm now actually seeing stuff that I'm actually interested in or looking for. And it saves me some time when I actually got to find a product that matters to me. And um, off the side of that, I did mention that I will direct people to my Facebook fan page. That can be quite a good one if there's a lot of hardcore pageant fans and they are. Sometimes their profiles will look like they're fake and they're not. They're genuine, no malice, hardcore pageant fans. If they are a hardcore pageant fan, they will be quite happy and understanding to follow your fan page and not need to be a actual physical face, physical, it's not really physical, but a Facebook friend with you. So get that fan page set up and, and direct people to that when you're at events and things, as opposed to telling them to add you on uh, your personal social media, unless you are specifically using your personal social media just for pageantry. But um, I think the lines get a bit blurred there. Personally, I would recommend keeping it as a page. It's very clear then that this is a bit more like a business, like something you're really thinking through as opposed to um, just a general part of your personal life. Privacy on social media should be of utmost importance to you. Now, you do need to be aware if you announce you're going away on holiday, going away, my whole family and I are off on a holiday on social media, it can void your travel, uh, void your home insurance. Um, So if you're posting that and you live at home with your parents, you could be voiding their home insurance. It's much better to post those pictures when you get home about your holiday. Um, We usually have someone come and stay in our house. Um, so if I happen to be posting, because particularly like Instagram stories, much more real time, I will make it very clear who is staying in my house. Um, but the other thing you need to be careful of is people shouldn't know where you live anyway. Um, the one I slip up on this is posting and tagging my gym in because people could work out, well, they can very easily work out which gym I go to. And then suddenly you've got at least a part of the country I'm in, but then I'm Miss Middlesex, so they know I live in Middlesex. Um, I talk about London a lot, because so they know I live near London. But they're not going to get much closer than that. Um, and my gym is a private members club, so I feel a lot safer posting that I'm there because I know I'm protected by a lot of barriers and a big security system. You can't just pay for a guest pass and get on site to my gym. You have to be signed in by a member. Uh, so I feel a bit more security there. But if you're posting about your gym... Um, and it's not a private members that people can just rock up and pay for individual passes, um, you're putting yourself at risk. Um, particularly if you have a fixed routine. So if you're very much like every every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to the gym at 8am and you're talking about that all the time on social media, suddenly someone knows how to track you. Now, I don't mean to scare people and doom and gloom, and this is worst case scenario, but I would like to see people protecting themselves a bit more on social media. So I'm going to be honest. And it does happen and um, there was a documentary called something like don't don't blame twitter um with literally like people turning up in people's houses because of what they've posted and stuff like that and 
none of them were dangerous. They're all kind of ha ha funny ones, but funny ha ha can get dangerous pretty quick. So be careful. Within that, no number plates. Don't, if you're proud of your new car, great. Um, ideally don't post a picture of it, but definitely don't post a picture with your number plate visible. Um, that's just silly. And the same with your house number. Um, so I posted, I had a lovely picture of me and my daughter in like matching hats and she was strapped to my chest when she was teeny tiny. And actually I wasn't stood by my front door. Someone took a picture for me outside their front door, but I blurred out their house number because they only lived two doors down from me anyway. But also I didn't want anyone knowing where I was. Um, and it was, yeah, could have been fairly recognisable. So I blurred out the house number, but I usually won't take any pictures that are on the external of my house. Um, and that, yeah, could be recognisable. We have quite a a well-maintained street. There's a lot of um, requirements on our street, front door-wise and things like that. So it's quite a distinctive street because it's very matchy-matchy. And if you knew that I went to Lensbury Gym, where I go, and then drove around the area, you would spot my street. <laughs> so no outdoor house pictures for me. Um, and again, same things with apps, like Map My Run. And someone else pointed this. I was starting my map, my run outside my house. And then I was finishing my map, my run outside my house. And then I was sharing my run. Stop doing that. Uh, so either I don't share it or I get part away from my house. And actually, I 98% of my run is in a park. So I started it from the park gate and ran in the park and then finished it at the park gate because that park gate could take me anywhere as opposed to people actually knowing where my run was finishing um so yeah be careful with apps like that and similar apps um I think it's quite fun to share run routes and cycle routes because uh some of these apps then allow you to compete against other people so someone can tap in see that you've done this 5k route and race you even though you're not physically there race the time that you got doing that route and those are great fun and great motivators and great accountability but be careful where your start and stop is if you're driving and then to your start point um, even then, try and vary your start point and vary the times that you're going out there to keep yourself safe. Um, part of being in pageantry is being much more in the public eye, and you need to be aware of that. We're not necessarily massive celebrities. We're not Kim Kardashian. Um, but uh, there are people that will see you a bit more as not an open, not a target, that's the wrong word, but a bit more like they can just come and approach you, whereas if you weren't in pageantry and weren't a public face and public figure, then they wouldn't. Um, so just be mindful of that, um, that people will view your privacy in a different way, uh, particularly if you're very active on social media and things. Um, I'm a bit more aware of it because I do post a lot on social media and I try to be very active on social media and inspirational on social media. Therefore, I have to be sort of extra careful with the privacy side of it because there is a, a very fine line between what I'm happy to put up and what I'm not. So I hope that's not been too doom and gloom, but hopefully been super helpful to you guys. Um, I'd love to know what you think. Um, so rock on over to my social media and look for the post about this episode and please comment on there. Uh, that will mainly be on my Facebook page and my Facebook group. Um, I do put mine out on Instagram, but they're not as regular about the podcast because that's more my pageant journey than anything else. 
Um, but also you could pop me an email if you found something particularly helpful or you'd like a bit more information about something. A lot of the ideas that I get for podcast episode uh, episodes come from your questions. Or like I said, for this one, it was listening to that pageant project um, episode. I, I had more that I wanted to add. Um, you can add into the comments as the episode goes live um, but there was a lot more I wanted to say so I felt like it was a good idea to do a whole episode on it for you um, but yes please feel free to email me my email is jessica a barkley at icloud.com and as always the website for the podcast is pageantlandpodcast.com and there's a form on there for connecting with me and all the links to the social media too Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.